On the farm today, we hear from Marlena Bears, market analyst with Mercantile Consulting Venture. She gave the Pulse Outlook at the SAS Crops event earlier this month. We take a look at the lentil segment of her presentation. Before we talk about the Canadian numbers, um, I just wanted to set the background uh, on the global lentil numbers. Global lentil production this year actually went up fairly significantly from 5.4 million to around 6.5 million tons. Um, and uh, it gives you the breakdown uh, by the major producers, and I'm highlighting Canada on top here, uh, India, Australia, and then bunched on the bottom, we have others, uh, Turkey, India, Bangladesh, Kazakhstan, that make up um, those numbers that I mentioned um, earlier. Focusing on, on some of this production side initially um, really shows you how remarkable the market has been and that it has been virtually impossible to actually predict what's going to happen uh, right now when we were in, um, say, in July or early August. Um, we are looking at a 28% increase in production in Canada. Uh, that's all lentil types combined. And a 250% or so in uh, increase in rental production in Australia because um, they um, finally um, were out of their drought cycle. Um, so between those two major producers, we have increased production by about 20% of 1.1 billion tons. And of that, um, Canada fairly consistently provides about 45% of that. And that's, you know, why all eyes are on us, um, starting with seeding and seeding intentions and then into the production cycle to establish what that base number really is in terms of supplies. So Canada remains very, very important um, within that. So as I mentioned in the last year, um, in 2020, the Canadian acres were up around 15% and production was up about 26%. And that's because yields were fairly good last year, better than the previous year. Uh, one thing that some people sometimes fail to mention is that supply, actually, which combines uh, the ending stocks, the carry-in uh, with the production uh, and perhaps with imports, um, are more or less unchanged. To me, particularly for the remainder of the year, now that we have arrived in January, the big question really is about usage, having established a production base. Are the exports up or down and where they're going to go from here? And I'll um, emphasize right on the beginning when we look at the export numbers. I'm listing down here, we have been using um, 2.6 million tons by looking at all the individual destinations. And uh, agriculture and agri-food is still using 2.9 million tons. So that makes a big difference because our carryout uh, number ends up around 300,000 tons, which, by the way, by, is in no way burdensome. That includes all types of lentils, compared to about 100,000 tons AFC is arriving at. And you might say, well, you know, as somebody said earlier, um, why do we have these people when we don't know the number forward? Um, it's not easy to make predictions uh, on exports um, by destination either. So we have seen volatile import levels by the majors, um, we can narrow it down in that we know that between um, India, Turkey, Bangladesh, United Arab Emirates, they take combined already 60 to 65% of our total. And then you have a whole bunch of smaller buyers um, that purchase from us 
and or from some of our competitors like Australia, depending on, on quality and price. There are some early uh, new crop 2021 prices out there. We have seen 28 cents for large grain lentils for septon of these, um, um, with uh, 24 cents for number twos, 26 cents for greens, and 25 cents um, for red lentils. And I must say, I was actually pleasantly surprised at the 25 red lentil level. I know there were some 23 cent levels out earlier. Um, these are actually quite decent prices. Um, but I would actually wait with booking them to see how we are doing the jockeying for acres. That's Marlene Bearish with Mercantile Consulting Venture. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Vossler.